day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 33 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer. It's Carrie. And tonight we have um, our amazing friend, Nikki. Hello, hello. Uh, you've, de- you've definitely heard her on here before. She's filled in for each of us. Um, but tonight we have her covering or joining us both to cover the season one finale and season two premiere since it's winter hiatus. And, you know, we figured, why not? Let's cover two episodes. So, yeah. Um, we have some news, not a whole lot, but um, one of our listeners, Gail, had uh, like DM'd us um, some screenshots from Aaron Cummings' Instagram page. And um, it, in her caption, it mentioned that she was on the set of The Rookie and she was working with Nathan and Makia. Um, and then she shared that her episode will air on February 27th. And we don't know anything else about the character other than she's awesome. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I don't know who the actress is. So neither do I. Yeah. I feel I, like I might have heard the name, but I'm not. Yeah. I don't know of any of her other work, if she has a body of work or what. I like to stay surprised with certain things. So yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, and then Eric and Rosalind have, or Rosalind have a, a new podcast episode that dropped today. So um, be sure to check that out and that's about it for the news there wasn't very much so because we have such a long outline I think we should just dive right into the episode <laughs> that is fair um, yeah oh my gosh okay so starting off um, the season one finale obviously um, I just can't believe like I first watched this episode in like the midst of the pandemic so like this whole entire infection storyline was like so like all too real it was like crazy because I know we've seen it in other shows but like the rookies was like a little bit more accurate to like something that was more realistic that's going on like currently Mm -hmm. like unfortunately but oh it just like it just hit like it was crazy to watch especially because like they say that numbers are going back up so it was just like okay this is really weird mm-hmm. yeah definitely um <clears throat> so for the infection storyline um <clears throat> goodness <clears throat> i cannot talk i'm so sorry okay um it begins sort of after like john and talia discover there's a body in the bus station bathroom and so it's like what was supposed to be like a routine homicide is now a full-blown viral outbreak and like terror attack on the city of Los Angeles and that's according to the FBI and um at this point uh John is dating Jessica Russo and so that's why we see her come in again um the first victim that they found was uh Corey and Like, so everyone's, like, freaking out, right? They're, like, asking, like, if anyone touched anything else. And then Talia had mentioned that John just had touched the wallet to get the ID, but he did so with gloves on. So that was good and also very relatable to, like, this day and age. Like, everyone still, you know, will use gloves and whatnot. Um, And they brought in uh, the CDC. Um, Dr. Morgan is there and, like, asked them if they 
came in contact with the victim they still said they reiterated that they didn't you know need to do anything else um there's no sign of infection on the victim so that's good too um and like so jessica's back at the station she kind of breaks it down for everyone that like Corey and his partner boarded a bus and like came here to um essentially disperse this virus um because they're part of a group that believes like los angeles stands for like everything that's wrong with america um their like working theory is that Corey's partner strangled him in the bus station depot to like because Corey maybe got cold feet about doing this whole thing um and while there's no evidence that the like agent that like starts the virus has been like released there's evidence that an attack is like imminent and it's a like type of fever which essentially causes you to bleed and never stop um oh my gosh and just like when the camera panned over you could totally see like even tim looked a little like ill and i was like "Mm -hmm. i don't blame him because like it's just crazy like it had like a 90 percent fatality rate drops to 60 if it's treated quickly though like but just I don't even know because like that's not even the bad news and like the bad news is there's only an experimental vaccine which they're flying in from Atlanta but there's only a few hundred doses so that's kind of where they're at with all of that and like I don't even know like by then I was kind of with the rest of the room because they were all just kind of like staring and we're like I don't really know what else to say and I'm like I don't either because there's like a lose-lose situation you know yeah crazy um and so like there's one more person that they're like trying to locate um but in the meantime grace says that they can like notify their families to stay away from populated areas um i feel like someone on twitter may have posted this when they were doing like a rewatch of season one but like i had to wonder like if tim was on the phone with like jenny at that Mm. point we just didn't know it at the time because I had the thought of, like, who who did he call? Because it wasn't his dad. And it wasn't, Heck like, no. Isabel. So. No. Yeah. It only leaves Jenny. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, well, because we, like, we heard more of, like, Lucy was on the phone with her mom. And then I'm assuming her mom would, like, call her dad or something. But um, I don't know. Well, like, Gray was on the phone with his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and so it just, like, it keeps getting crazier and crazier as time goes on, because they're trying to obviously find Corey's partner and, like, this third, um, like, this third person that possibly could be involved, Um, and so the FBI, like, okay, John and Talia found someone from the bus station that, like, had a photo that showed the man that was with Corey and so the FBI is gonna like enhance the photo so they can find out who his partner is and they do and so they find out that it's uh Jimmy Roskin um and like that's when they get their first report that they have their first case um and one of the bus passengers uh Mr. Langston was infected but the thing is um Tim is in that room with him too and i know nikki you'll get into the chenford of it all uh yes i will (laughs) um and so but yeah because 
Mr. Langston grabbed the wrong bag that had all the like equipment in it and he that's what he ended up uh like cutting himself on and like so he was bleeding and so that's how that's how the whole thing kind of started for them um and I just like like I said earlier it was just like all too real because like hazmat came and like they had their masks on and like that was just nuts and like Dr. Morgan comes in and she's like you have to they have to establish a proper quarantine so like the Mr. Langston and Tim were like stuck in that room and like I just thought it was interesting like when she was like Tim's Tim was like a smart man for shutting the door immediately so no blood got on Lucy I just wanted to yell him like you mean protective husband yes I agree (laughs) like I mean yes he was a smart man for doing that but also just like yeah his first instinct was just to keep Lucy away from it all so that was very good of him um the vaccine is still I thought it was an interesting play on words how they were like the vaccine is still in the air since like this whole thing can be like spread through the air I'm like um they mean in the air like on the plane I'm assuming but still I thought that was clever um it should be there within an hour but in the meantime the quarantine rules exist for a reason so Tim can't leave the space even though like Lucy had tried to convince the doctor of like that he may not be infected um but Dr. Morgan still wants to put Tim to work and like have him find out what's in the bag um I loved how he like took out his like baton or whatever and was like yeah I'll use yeah, that like, like nightstick or whatever I don't know yeah. if that's what it's called or not yeah um and I just enjoyed I think it was a callback to 109 that like they used like their city issued phone to watch the body cams when they were holding them up um in the like the standoff in 109 and then um now Lucy's like watching Tim's when he puts his on um he's like poking around the bags he's the vials but then they also like Dr. Morgan's more interested in that water bottle that has a misting fan um because that's what the growth medium's in and if it were sprayed in a crowd let's say then droplets would land on people's faces and infect them through their mouths and their noses and I'm just like ugh, like just because I'm like I whenever I watch shows I like visualize what people are trying to talk about and so I'm just yeah. like seeing this in my head and I'm like oh my gosh like that would just be so detrimental like insanely so um, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that the cdc doctor didn't tell tim to like use a shirt or something like as a mask well he eventually did um, yeah but like she didn't say like right do you have true. anything to like make a like mask out of mm-hmm. yeah that's true um i still cannot believe that like langston hit tim with a chair like <laughs> what like i understand he was in peril or like pain or just like freaking freaking out like why wouldn't you but just like sir that is not okay I mean thank god Tim's okay but still I was like he didn't get very far no because like he was doing so much like they put Tim to work he was like remaining calm and just like you know helping um Langston remain calm but that didn't work for very long oh if I'm in a crisis and I ever need someone, I want Tim Bradford there with me because that man can remain calm. 
Yeah, it also makes me laugh about the fact that right we were just talking about Lucy watching Tim like from her phone and yet <laughs> she's like yelling through the door like are you okay Tim like answer me tell me you're okay when she can clearly just look at her phone and see right. who she is oh I didn't even think of that oh my gosh I thought about that as I was watching it and I was like Lucy why did you yell but like also I don't mind it <laughs> Yeah, gotta get the like worried. Uh, well, he was like laying on the ground, like passed out. So, <laughs> I mean, I would be worried about that if he hadn't like moved. But, but even yeah. like when he like woke up, like and his he was moving, I was like, okay, obviously he's moving, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they like back at the station. They like cut back over. Um. Everyone else is trying to work on, like, finding the car that um, picked the, like, remaining guys up. Um, and, like, Talia is the one that suggested they may have gone, like, down local streets and stuff to avoid, like, the traffic cams. Um, it's the, I believe it's the second, like, second suspect, but the third person involved is, like, Brendan Mitchell is his name. Um I just thought it was interesting though and like Nolan and Talia went to the apartment I think it was they like didn't actually know the target like intended until Nolan found the LAX passes um and so now that they know where they're going to go they all like gear up and try to set a perimeter um I'm sure this is just because, like, Nolan's the main character, so, like, they need to have him point out different things, maybe, but, like, he's the one that points out there's a hole in the perimeter, and, like, so they reroute themselves and everything um, to, like, better, like, I don't know how to put it, like, better serve their purpose of why they're out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, just, like, during this whole thing, I um I don't know why Wesley riding in the back seat of Angela's shop kind of made me chuckle a little bit because like I'm sure he did not expect to be arrested by his girlfriend and then like put in the middle of a high speed chase. Like I'm sure that was not on his agenda. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Um and just like other just like little lines like looking back like the like when Lucy asked him if he had any symptoms yet, I was just like oh that's like too real too because like with the pandemic and everything like there are people you know you cannot have symptoms and like just the reality of it all they just did I'm sure the rookie obviously didn't know anything about what was actually going to happen down the line in the real world but it's just kind of funny how not funny but just eerie how accurate it kind of was to everything yeah um yeah so um they like they finally get the car to stop and like gun bars exchanged and everything they flee though which is what gives jessica and john like the chance to run them down and i know nikki you'll get into that as well um the vaccine finally arrives it cuts back over to um well now it's just him because langston unfortunately uh like succumbed to his the infection and passed um so but the vaccine arrives so they give uh tim the shot he needs dr morgan said he was right on the edge of the incubation period um and the vaccine's experimental so they're just gonna have to wait and see what happens 
I also wanted to know though if like they actually all went back home to go to sleep like when things were done or not because it was like bam it's daytime like Jenford got the like chemical shower or whatever they have to do to like make sure they're all like okay and then like the hazmat team's clearing out the next time we see everyone together um but I I would assume they didn't yeah I wouldn't think so um but yeah so like at the end of the episode anyway it ends with um poor Tim falling down um but like Lucy rushing up to Tim and having to be held back by like the rest of the hazmat team was like so wifey of her like oh and like did you guys catch that like Tim called her his partner when he was talking to Langston earlier in the room because like I did because he was like my partner and I or like my partner is like calling the CDC or whatever and so I just that was nice because he didn't call her his boot yeah I don't know I wish I did I feel like they don't call like each other boot and you know all that like when they're like community facing we've only seen it a few times but I feel like that's more just like a nickname for around the district yeah Mm -hmm. I did notice on like my I think it was my second rewatch of this episode like for the podcast I was like oh yeah Lucy was totally like watching Tim walk like totally (laughs) yeah I just like because you thought like oh okay like you know the hazmat team's clearing out and like everyone like you know Dr. Morgan didn't have to like come in and like you know say anything or give like any more warnings or anything so you'd think like everyone's out of the woods and then nope they like stuck us with that ending I could not imagine having watching it live um and then like having to wait so. Yeah, no, I could not. That would have been a very long couple months. <laughs> yeah. You know what would have been a worse cliffhanger though was like Lucy, you know, getting kidnapped by Caleb. Like that would have been a way worse cliffhanger to wait for. Oh, for like a I yeah. yeah, I had to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I cuz when I first started watching the show, it was in yeah, early to season 2. So I had caught up um, for like the mid-season finale and then I watched everything else after that live. Yeah, because you had to wait till like February for that to come back for season two. So it was an experience. Crazy. (laughs) But I will never forget that moment I watched um, when Tim found her. Like I don't even, I think my brain (laughs) short-circuited. It lost some oxygen or something. I was like just sitting there completely like freaking out not knowing to what to do with myself <laughs> at all I mean after the Chenford stuff and like the mid-season finale for season four my brain just like blacked out I was like I don't even know what has happened like past this yeah. honestly I don't remember anything from the <laughs> mid-season finale but that one scene where they hug <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to do like a rewatch, and it's hard it's to so... like for your force yourself like each time like don't focus on that, don't focus on that. But I tend to do it with a lot of my shows. Like if I have like a couple that I'm rooting for, and something big happens in the episode, 
the whole entire episode that doesn't focus around them just I don't disappears yep like I I usually have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah that is fair all righty shall we get into Nolan Bishop and Jessica yeah yeah okay so we start out with John waking up to Jessica getting ready and all he can do is pick his job from the ground to tell her that she's trouble because he's supposed to be studying for the rookie exam um Nolan informs her you know that Henry's going to be flying in this weekend and he really wants her to meet him Jessica tells him yeah she wants to meet him and wishes him luck on his test but it's interesting here because, you know, as soon as he says that, you could see Jessica's entire demeanor change. Um, so he immediately, like, tries to fix the situation because he's thinking he's, you know, he's gone against one of the single dad rules and dating. But really, <laughs> really, he'll find out later why she's acting so weird. So Jessica tells him, you know, it's fine. But um, John doesn't really quite believe um, that. So... Talia's storyline kind of picks up from the previous episodes and her previous storyline with her brother. And so you immediately see her with Officer Ruiz, uh, Ruiz from IA. Um, and so Officer Ruiz thinks that Talia's been ignoring her, but in all reality, Talia was setting, um, setting her up for a pretty swift takedown. Mm-hmm. So Talia's always been known for her, her spicy one-liners and comebacks. So it wasn't surprised when she pushed back against Officer Ruiz. And Officer Ruiz just tells her, like, you know, she's not spying. She's just simply monitoring those who cross the lines. And Talia immediately hits back with, like, the line you're crossing with me. So perfect timing. Um, Percy, Wes, and Gray simply walk up and end this whole debacle. Um, Pretty much reprimand um, Officer Ruiz. But at the same time, tells um, Talia, you know, her case is closed and the only thing against her is um, a letter of reprimand in her file. So of course, Talia is worried about the letter of reprimand following her for the rest of her career, but we all know um, it didn't cause all that much trouble when we find out in season two that she's um, transferred over to ATF. After receiving a call at a bus station, which Carrie picked up on um, earlier and discovering that dead man, Nolan decides this is the perfect opportunity (laughs) to bring up his dating problem. He kind of does that though, like quite a bit. Like it's it'll be like a somewhat serious thing, and then it's just like cut over to Nolan to say something or do something a little bit offbeat. I don't know if he thinks that it's like comedic relief or if he's just like it's just a good time to talk about me now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes he's like very oblivious. So he's he's over here asking Talia if she's ever dated a man with kids before and Talia gives him the look and before he explains that he might have um before that uh she can go any further like he explains that he might have freaked Jessica out um Talia doesn't agree because she thinks Jessica's a badass and you know nothing can freak her out so this is of course when Jessica walks in with the CDC and the hazmat crew and um freaks them both out because you know two seconds ago this was just a simple homicide and now it's a, you know, homegrown biological attack looming over their heads. I love that you said Tally gives him the look. Like, I, I feel like I've said this before. I wish Nyla and Talia met. And, like, Tally was like, so here's the rundown on this man. Like, you gotta, like, keep him in line here. 
I know they are both like really so good at um leveling him with that like mm-hmm. they both have a look for him yeah. it's hilarious it's hilarious because anytime they give it to him he stops what he's doing and he pays attention and he realizes that mm, maybe this is not a good time maybe yeah. this is not a good time or he'll just like quickly say whatever he wants to say and then like shut up for like an actual few minutes and not say anything there was an episode that i was watching maybe it was the latest one i don't remember um and angela like gave him a look too and he's like right i'm gonna shut up now like yeah so yeah i, I think it was in the car yeah in this past episode i can't remember what they were talking about though oh man someone should make you know like how the like people on twitter will make like the um gif or j- however you want to say it like collages yeah like someone should make like a thread of like all the times that nolan said something and then like people just give him looks because gray's done it multiple times not even just like a gift set like how about a four minute youtube video of it like (laughs) oh my gosh listening to this podcast because she does she's made the like tim video and the jackson video on youtube that's her next video that she should make is yeah (laughs) yeah because i know the music over it there's definitely enough footage of it like not just of like episode one like day one people (laughs) were looking at john like what are you talking about even in the scene where john's driving gray around and like you know trying to parallel park and then like he waves to the lady (laughs) gray's face yeah please someone make that video so good so good so now this is where things get a little interesting because Nolan actually gets pissed off. He realizes that Jess knew about the attack and didn't say anything. So he, you know, he starts going off like you knew that LA wasn't safe and you didn't warn me. You would have just let Henry show up for the apocalypse. And Jess is kind of thrown off a little bit. So she's like tries to reason with John that she didn't know the threat was real. But, you know, John doesn't accept her, um, her answer. So he believes that even with um, that runaround answer, she should have said anything. If there was like the slightest risk, she should have notified him. Um, so I kind of get both sides. Like there's no way for Jess to know. Like like there's so many threats that come through her job. Like there's mm-hmm. just no way. Um, but I also like sympathize with John because of him, you know, he's worried about Henry and like, we know Henry has like the heart condition. So like, he's really amped up on like keeping um henry's like health a priority so i was like a threat did she actually know that the threat was coming to la like that day i doubt she did i don't think so no it was just kind of like oh like we kind of heard this through the grapevine but there was like nothing set in stone Mm -hmm. i just thought it's interesting it's like one of the only times we've ever actually seen john get mad like actually like upset at someone that he's close with because i like we've seen him get like not mad but like just like stern and like in that mode when he's like with criminals but yeah never with anybody that's like really close to him and i don't think we see it again anyways until this uh with armstrong so So that's interesting. I thought that was interesting because we, you know, hadn't really seen that side of him before. 
So pretty much the rest of the time, you know, Nolan and Bishop are on the go. They're talking to witnesses, breaking into suspects' houses, and ending up in the middle of a shootout with a suspect. Um, so who decides to show up again? You guessed it, Jessica. Um, so Nolan and Jessica end up being shot at some more until Jessica takes down the suspect. So here's where it gets a little tricky because Jessica claims that the suspect was reaching for a weapon, but John didn't see that. I also did not see him reaching, so it felt like a real dirty shoot to me, even though he probably deserved it for actively spreading the virus. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, yeah, I felt like I was taking John's side a lot in this episode, more than I normally would. <laughs> um, so, so then we see John talking to Talia again about his suspicions about Jessica. And of course, Talia, again, just ends up playing devil's advocate and just at the end, just, you know, just let it go. It is what it is. Just leave it be. Um, but it's John. So does he let it go? Nope. He comes down to like one conclusion. She either doesn't trust me or she's a liar. So spoiler alert, there's trouble in paradise. I'm just not a fan of Jessica. Like I wasn't. <laughs> me neither. I was thinking about this like the only relationship that I have felt anything for him was with Grace otherwise yeah. Jessica and even Bailey now I'm just like Lucy we like to erase that from our mind but she <laughs> yeah. would be number one always because it's Lucy <laughs> oh <man>. yeah <laughs> but like my friend Kristen was like watching season one with me over the weekend and, like, we first met Jessica in, like, an earlier season one episode. And I was just, like, she stays for a little bit. But I didn't, like, she, I was, like, she was, she's not bad. But she's just also not, like, just, like, neutral for me. Like, I don't know. She was just kind of there. Like, I don't, I yeah. feel like she didn't make an impact at all. Even though, like, like, the characters, like, they had, like, the characters try to hype her up. Like, who she was. Mm -hmm. But then it just, like, fell flat in all the storylines yeah. yeah i feel like maybe in season one maybe they shouldn't have given john a love interest obviously besides lucy but like yeah that needed to end quickly anyway because like he was just trying to figure out so much that i feel like like him being a rookie at 45 was kind of lost with this relationship like he didn't need the relationship he had a lot of other stuff going on yeah like because mm -hmm. i know at the same time he you know he's fixing up his house like the house that he got so like he could have focused on like just him and like growing as a person but yeah they had him put all his effort into the relationship with jessica and i honestly to this day i've watched the show multiple times over and over and i still can't tell you when they broke up or why they broke up. <laughs> it just kind of like ended like there was no clear like ending i feel like sounds like tim and rachel i think <laughs> that's I how you know, know it was i know this game. i just remember it was like the pregnancy like she wanted yeah. kids and he didn't want any more kids which again goes back to their like age difference i suppose yeah only slight though or just like where they were like stages of life i guess rather don't yeah. ask me how i remember that i remember random things like, <laughs> I, I definitely do not remember that that is but I know it's at some. I know it's like 
because it ended yeah. before like Lucy's kidnapping, I think. So it has I was to be, gonna say like, it has to be like in season two. And early. Yeah. I mean, they're still together in the first episode of season two, but yeah. Yeah, definitely not for long, because I know Grace comes <laughs> in sooner. In season two. Season. Yeah. Yeah, Grace comes in and kind of like knocks Jessica like out of John's mind. They I also forgot, like they broke up because she went back with her husband, right? Grace, yes. yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was surprised when someone mentioned that because I was thinking about that with the whole them having somebody come in for uh as a husband for Bailey. Yeah. Like seems like a little bit of history repeating itself. Oh, that sucks for Noel and I feel bad for him. I didn't even think about that until you had said just said that, Nikki. I was like, wow, this could be the second time that he's like losing a woman to like her ex. Oh my god. I love the fact that the actor is her real life husband. Uh, so great. I didn't even Remind- know this until like a rewatch and I was like, is that? I still have the question of that. Well, I have like tweeted because I noticed his name in the title and then I was like, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, okay, where is he? It's like five minutes until the thing is over. Where is he? And then it's like, oh, okay. At first, I wasn't sure it was him because he had long hair. And obviously, I, I know follow, I didn't recognize him either. I don't follow Jenna on um, Instagram. So I didn't know what he like currently looked at. I only knew from when he was on Shameless. Same. Same. See, and I didn't know he was an actor. I just knew him as the, you know, Jenna Dewan's partner. He's, no, I think that he was a singer first. Yeah. Oh. Cause he was he cool. sang on Shameless. Yes, and I loved the the uh, music that song. Same. I can't remember what it's called, but I loved it. That's <laughs> where yeah. I remembered him from. And when I was like watching mm-hmm. back, I was like, that still does not look like him. So I had to look yes. him up like back in Shameless, and then now when I was like, I see it. It's just the hair and the beard. That's too funny. I think he looked better in the Shameless. Oh, for sure. But yeah. So next we have Jackson West and Angela Lopez. And this episode just made me miss Jackson even more. Like than I already knew. I was like, wow, we really did this character dirty. Um, but like Angela believing in Jackson and just saying, like, you're you're gonna have another plain clothes day because you know, you didn't get a proper one, and believing in like that he is the rookie exam in the bag, like best friend and TO that she is. Like, I love it. Um, but then like her confidence was even a little rocked because she was like, I have to decide today, like whether to request that you're assigned to a different TO, um, or you know, like if I'm gonna keep you, um, because he was a mess right out of the gate and she thought that he had changed, but then like in the last episode he had proved that he still had a lot of work to do. So um but like I love how she was just honest with him and was like I feel like I failed you um it she was just so raw and real with it and like you can tell that they were more than just like partner and T.O. like they were close friends and like she saw him in her life as a person that like she could really confide in and just like grow close to and so did he so um but then I also loved that, like, she had him ask the question of, why am I here? Like, why did you want to become a cop? And it was just nice to, like, see that self-reflection 
and we even got to like learn a little bit more about the other characters too like it was just it was really cool to see um like you know angela has four older brothers she chose the job because having brothers gave her the pathological need to like stand up to the little guy and then jackson even asked gray why he became a cop and he we found out that he was in the army and i was like wait did we know that before like before this episode and i just missed it or um, i think i missed it all together <laughs> i don't know i was like I another remember. character in the army like i know that i knew that i loved gray for a reason yeah i it may have been mentioned i can't remember what episode it was maybe it was like the episode 10 or something of season one whenever like the first time nolan and gray are partnered up and like I feel like he may have mentioned like being in the service, but I don't think he explicitly said like army. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know though. Well, and I, when Tim became sergeant, Gray had said something about like his time in the military, Tim's time in the military. So, but yeah, like watching it again, I was like, did we already know that and I just miss it? Or <laughs> am I like rewatching it for the third time, fourth time and like just getting it? Like, I don't know um but yeah so another character that i love in the army like okay this is just a personality trait at this point so it's like um, if my man in a show doesn't belong in a uniform or hasn't been in the army i don't want him or like can't be broody and you know grumpy like i i don't want it i don't bullet magnet yep we just have the personality trait at this point like it's the only thing that i love um but then like i also loved angela and jackson's like playful and friendly banter throughout this episode like again just made me miss them more um because after the shooting shooting the suspect on the bus jackson's like did you shoot me and she's like just a little and he's like well you're screwed because if you shoot your rookie you can't hand them off to another to so oh i just love them that's all i have to say on on westlow (laughs) okay chen for time (laughs) it's the content that we're all here for let's be real always we we have to cover all the other stuff which is good but like we geek out over chenford so people are waiting served so much in this episode and just like so much like uh, like i don't feel like they should have been at this level not not in yet they one. were well yeah. i don't know about you guys but like this was like the episode where i was like okay i can ship them now like full on like yeah. okay let's go like i'm here for it the angst in this episode was insane it always gets me it's always the angst <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, before I get into the absolute God-scared Chenford material, I need to point this out, uh, this moment out in bro call because it makes me laugh every time I watch. <laughs> so, Gray, you know, tells the T.O. to take it easy with the rookies today, and Tim obviously has to reply, I don't do easy. And I'm like, mm, are we talking about the job or relationships? Because I think the hard route is the only route he knows for everything. <laughs> yeah. So um, the first call that Tim and Lucy get is at a psychic shop um, where like a man is threatening girl 
with uh, the crystal ball that Tim uh, calls a snow globe. <laughs> Wait, I totally missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he tells, tells he's like, put down the snow globe, and she's like, that's a nine hundred dollar crystal ball. Like, try again. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, so the psychic, who's obviously a fake, openly has the hots for Tim, and like, who can blame her? Who can blame her? Um, when and Tim gets so cute because he like gets all tongue tied when she tells him like she wants to bring him home and he's just standing there like mm, do I say anything or do I just walk away <laughs> and then he just like ends up giving her like a little cute smile and then walks away. <laughs> Honestly, yep. if I had that chance, I would also have taken the shot. Oh, same. Whether he whether he said yes or not. <laughs> I mean, I would. I feel like I'm horrible at flirting, but I would try my darndest to to flirt with him i would so. i would think i would try but then i would be like he's so hot i can't even make eye contact <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i was like i'm usually very talkative but i would probably just stare at him yeah uh, it makes me think um so i um i work at target and we have like a starbucks inside our store and the all the cops come in to get coffee and i'm like when's my tim bradford gonna walk in when <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. The, there's a couple where they're really good looking. I'm like, are you the one? Are you? <laughs> but like, I'm here in my Target uniform, not looking like the best. <laughs> I would always I'm doing these. That. I'm like, I'm doing these drive ups. I'm constantly walking by, like making eye contact. <laughs> eye contact. Like, you can buy me a coffee. I would always have that when I worked in retail. I was like, this guy is so cute, but like here I am in a navy blue polo and khakis. Like, (laughs) not looking my best. I know, because and I do the drive up, so like I'm always looking busted. (laughs) (laughs) We're always looking so run down, and I'm just like, at least the mask is on the face, so it kind of hides some of the ugliness, but (laughs) a girl can dream. Yep. So um the next call that Tim and Lucy take is obviously their last that sounds really ominous (laughs) but we all know the fateful house they show up at um Lucy jokes you know here I thought that the test was going to be the most stressful thing about my day and I'm just like too soon Lucy too soon that's very bad timing (laughs) and of course Tim goes yeah best case scenario that's tomorrow's problem and Lucy goes and worst case scenario never mind don't answer that the freaking foreshadowing it was so obvious that everything was about to fall apart and yet I mean on the first watch I missed all the signs like I was not zoned in on this right but because of the pandemic and everything else now I'm starting to see like oh shit they warned us and yet (laughs) I was still completely blindsided (laughs) So after they get in the house, you know, and start talking with the guy, um, they start to realize like what's going on. Tim orders Lucy, you know, stay in the living room. And then in the next second, uh, the guy starts coughing up the blood and a big splatter hits Tim. And not going to lie, I yelled because I for- I had forgotten how it happened. Like I forgot that like a big chunk just flies out at Tim. And I was just like, oh, because, you know, as a future nurse, that's my worst nightmare. I do not want to be vomited on by a projectile anything. Like, oh, God, it makes me shudder. So, um, and then Lucy, of course, tries to rush into the bedroom because 
worried wife mode activates, but Tin quickly slams the door in her face, you know, to protect her. And her little no as the door slams always hurts me a little. It always hurts me a little. She's um, so baby in this episode. Like, oh my God. So tiny, so tiny. And, you know, there's nothing like a little dose of reality, you know, to slap us in the face, like Carrie mentioned earlier. You know, Tim tells the guy, it's just a bad case of the flu going around. Yeah, sounds like the world in March of 2020 when we all thought COVID was going to be a flyby thing and now we're entering year three. Literally, that's when I was watching this episode was in like March was when I started The Rookie and I like watched it for the whole month and then I was just like, too real. I don't like it. Too real. Nope. Nope. It's just like insane. And, you know, sweet old Lucy is stuck on the other side and telling Tim he needs to get the hell out of that room. And he basically tells her, you know, it's not happening. Like, I have to stay in here and you got to stay out there. And that's how we're going to handle this. And, you know, Melissa always does the small moments so well. She just simply says Tim's name and you, she just sounds absolutely wrecked with worry. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just so good at that, putting out that, like, vulnerableness and, like, that softness and, ugh. It's just so good. There's something about Melissa and Eric's like micro expressions and like tones of voices that just they do something to me. Like they make the characters that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like always like they never miss a beat. Nope. Um, they're just so. T- yeah, exactly. And Tim's like, it's, you know, it's going to be all right, boot. And I'm just like, he just had to add it in that boot just to make it a little (laughs) less personal, even though, like, what's going on is a whole lot of personal. Um, And, you know, as time goes on and he's stuck in that room, you know, it's very clear that he's scared. But, you know, he's been trained in the army and as, as a cop, so he knows how to remain calm, even though, like, his insides are clearly, like, quaking right now. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm usually okay with like gory stuff, but for some reason, when that when the guy dies in the bedroom, I was just so skeeved out. So it was a lot because the camera stayed on it for a beat <laughs> longer than was comfortable for me. And I know it's a yeah. technique that people use in film is to make the viewer uncomfortable, like you know, with their point of view. But oh, yeah, much. it was just very skeevy and I feel like yeah like you made a good point where it's like because they after right after they like completely like just like slowly zoom in up close to Tim's face and he's just sitting there like stiff as a board like and I have to wonder like if he's ever been like in a similar position in the army like I can just uh, the agony of watching someone like slowly die in front of him and like not being able to do anything it's just like haunting and I hope he didn't have to go through that but you know they go through terrible things over there so that's what I was gonna say is I wonder if it triggered any PTSD or like any bad memories or flashbacks of that because I mean I would assume that he would have seen something like that I almost like not to bring in a different show but like 911 the character Eddie on there he was in the army and they had like his begins episode so they like flash yeah. back to him in the army and like like the most traumatic part of the, the whole ordeal and I almost wish that we could get something like that with Tim but it would I feel like it wouldn't work so much just because 
I don't know, you know, it's been so long since Tim's been in the army. It would have to be like another actor playing like him yeah. back then. Yeah. Can we have a Tim Begins episode, please? please. I would love that. I would I eat know. it up. Like Eddie or Ryan Guzman played Eddie in the war too, or in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So maybe Tim. Yeah, they had, they had given him like a different um, they had given him like a different haircut, Ryan Guzman. Yeah. Because I think he grew it out and then like I think they filmed it before early season three so then they could just give him like that buzz cut and it would have like made no difference. But I don't want Eric to get a buzz cut again. No. (laughs) I was going to say it's very season one, Tim. Seeing his hair in season one versus season four, I was like, I like the season four hair better. Me too. Like it's just perfect for him. So Melissa's hair in season one was amazing i mean not saying that's not now but so good yeah this she had i don't know if it was season one or season two or i think it was season two where she had like the highlights in it i really liked like the dimension yeah she definitely had lighter lighter tones in season two but she's beautiful no matter what so (laughs) and so is eric so (laughs) but i definitely I always, I'm always a stickler about hair. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. I almost forgot what we were talking about because I got distracted by how good looking Eric and Melissa are. <laughs> so yeah, so, so um, you know, Timmy, uh, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, uh, Tim and Lucy. Um, you know, decide to give me the ultimate ship moment when they're on the opposite side of uh, of the door, but all they really want to be is together. Like, I just love those moments. A lot of shows have done it, and I, I'm a sucker for it every time. Mm-hmm. So Lucy, you know, is trying to give, um, trying to comfort Tim because, you know, it's all she can really do at this point to help arise. And, you know, he tells her, lying lying isn't a strong suit of yours and she's like oh so you think I'm good at things can I get that in writing and you know fast forward in time and not only does she get a letter but she gets a verbal confirmation from him her eyes included anyways Lucy you know earns the softest little smile from Tim even though she can't see it and you know he keeps reminding her it's gonna be okay or she keeps reminding him that it's gonna be okay she really believes that um, but I don't know if you guys not- noticed it, but like Tim's lips were quivering as he like tried to answer her and it just like completely ripped my heart out. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. was like, you know, if it, it's like right when he like goes into that, like that whole spiel about like, you know, if it isn't, um, I'm like not going out like this. And, uh, when the time comes, I'm going to go out on my own terms. And, you know, Siri played tennis with when you started crying, baby, I did too. Like, was anyone not sobbing along with Lucy at this point? Like, I think not. Like, I was full on, like, tears running down my face. Yeah. Like, I was actually there with them. I loved so it. was a really... And, like, she was crying, and she was, like, definitely worried, but she still, like, kept her composure. Like, it wasn't, like, a, like a blubbering mess, but it was, you know, a few tears came out, and she still, like, kept her composure. Which is mm-hmm. good to show, like, how talented Eric and Melissa are. Not that they're not always, but just, like, 
for the like for season one just like it's just based on their voices that you can tell what emotion they're feeling because they can't I mean obviously when they're filming this I'm sure they could you know like go talk to each other after they're done or whatever and like see each other but just in the scene they don't actually see each other like their characters so yeah and I like don't know what's gonna happen like yeah was the last time like for her it was like the last time she saw Tim that moment like he slammed the door in my face because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the longer time goes on like you know the symptoms are gonna might show up and then it can go down hill pretty fast so um but I yeah I really like the fact that she um remained calm even though she was crying because I feel like that was like a little bit of Tim in her almost like like no matter what the situation is like just like try to stay level-headed and keep your head in the game and and you know he always does that for her and like remains calm and like remains her rock so I felt like she was just like trying to pay it back to him in the only way she knew how so the vaccine finally comes it only took forever and of course, the moment that door opens, Tim's eyes immediately go to Lucy. Like he will always search for her, no, like first, no matter what. Like she was his comfort then, even if he didn't realize that. And of course, we know the moment where he he finally makes it outside, and he collapses, and you know Lucy's running to him, gets stopped, and all our hearts are just like sinking even farther down, even though like we know he's gonna survive yeah so good eric and the white t-shirt goodness mm. <laughs> and just like, like looking things. tired and like just exhausted perfect <laughs> i love when um tally and angela were you know like giving him crap and he was like don't you guys have paperwork to do like <laughs> he's never <laughs> not sassy mm-hmm except for when he's with lucy and he's like in peril then he's his soft (laughs) self it's fine yeah because it only took you know him maybe being infected with something to give her like an actual compliment Mm -hmm. fine (laughs) fine oh god oh and i was like and i don't i mean on twitter i touched upon like the whole symbolism of the door like because this is like the first moment like we see Tim like be vulnerable but there's like still something stopping it like there's still something blocking him from being like completely open to her to versus like like, that scene in season four finale uh winter finale where you know he's walking outside his dad's room and then he completely just like breaks right in front of her and um when she pulls him to like pulls him into her arms and he just like sinks into her I'm like that's it like he's that whole barrier everything it's gone I did not think about that parallel so thank you (laughs) like literal and figurative yeah like the stages the stages of him being vulnerable with Lucy just kept like a little bit more each time would get like chipped off and then finally everything the barrier broke and it's just so obvious to everyone. Why can't it just be obvious to them? <laughs> yeah. I vote, I've really just been like focusing on the parallel from 201 to 409 with the, you know, like I was trying to protect you. That's the parallel that I've been like so focused on that I never even thought about the parallel with the doors. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go now. <laughs> go crawl in a corner and think about that for the next like three weeks. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, when you look at the picture side by side, it like really just sets it in stone for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I just love how the rookie draws parallels. I don't and I'm sure that it's like well thought out, but also like part of me is like how much do they actually think about it? Or are they just like, we're just going to do another door scene, you know? And, you know, the funny thing is Alexi is always like, oh, Tedford wasn't planned. And, uh-huh. you know, I never thought of them as romantic. Like, sir, you approved this scene and you didn't think it was romantic? <laughs> like, you didn't think fans were going to go there? Come on now. I mean, this was like one of the first like romantic scenes that they had because I'm trying to think I mean I guess the paintball but even then that was in what season two the paintball mm-hmm. date paintball was season one I just I just had watched that with my friend Kristen that was oh, 118 right. yeah but like even then I mean it was kind of like boyfriend girl like flirtish but I mean not as much as this door scene it was like angsty yeah and now we have Wopez because why not? I am such Wopez trash, guys. Like, it's not even funny at this they point. They were baby. You want to talk about people being baby? Like, Wesley? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. It, they are some babies. Okay, and, like, for a minute, I was like, wait, what? Because, okay, so, like, I just love how he stops by the precinct. Like, obviously, he has to for work. But then, like... And this in this episode like he hadn't went and seen Angela yet she had seen him first and she was like I'm just gonna go flirt with my man like bye guys <laughs> yeah she was literally like okay I'm gonna go dip out like see you later yeah and Grace that's more important like, thing watching. to do yeah Grace just like <laughs> watched her walk away and I'm just like I know that that man is like you go get him like you know <laughs> because Jackson's even watching too like oh my god such proud friends um but yeah they're just so flirty a baby and it's just so freaking cute like he asks her how it's going and she's like better now like all just doe-eyed and smiley and oh my god I just want to like I'm like I'm done like I cannot even function now from them um but like she just tells him that like she can probably duck out early because Jackson has an exam and for a minute like in my season four brain I was like wait what Jackson's in school already (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, Jackson was. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, rude. That's so oh my god. No. That's yeah, because so oh well god. when she had said that, because obviously Jackson wasn't with her, I was like, oh, oh my god. That's right. I am watching season one. <laughs> I have like a brain fart there for a minute. Um but then yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's amazing how much they've grown and like, you know, like how we're only in season one and they met in what like 112 or something so they'd only known each other for a few episodes at this point and like when they find out about the infection Angela wants to call him but like she's not sure if he can keep it quiet like the fact that she knows how he is so quickly like in their relationship is I mean that's like end game shit right there Mm -hmm. end game soulmates um 
and you know she's just like it's the kind of civil liberties issue that like he'll get on his soapbox about um and it kind of seems like she doesn't really care for when he's like that um but jackson's just like well how would you feel if something happened and you know you didn't warn him and her face just says it all like worried girlfriend i mean at this point like worried wife but also to be they just like keep getting themselves into trouble because like Wesley in season four is like, you know, getting hit with a baseball bat and, you know, going on there as a CI. Like that hurt, Jennifer. That hurt. I'm sorry, but you know what? It just it had to be said. But like, I don't know, they just they get themselves into trouble just as much as like John Nolan does. Like that's it. <laughs> Wait, was it in the- no, it was in season two when he gets stabbed. <laughs> like <laughs> like he really blasted that out yeah, yeah and she wasn't really even goes. there she wasn't no, even there when he got stabbed met oscar <laughs> oh my god wait and we're meeting him again in what 410 yeah who is he really yeah he's oh, in man. absolute discretion this man better not come for wesley evers or like i'm throwing hands <laughs> imagine wesley has to work with him like as a ci like i feel like there's something might that might be there oh i thought you meant like trying to like represent him and i was like if that were the case i'll (laughs) go through a window no no (laughs) like as like a ci because oscar i feel like is connected to everyone on the planet in the criminal world i said before that he could be like drive flying the plane or whatever that like crashed but i can definitely see him being connected to wesley he better not lay a hand on wesley evers or like oscar hutchinson like you're done he's gonna be like wesley you're not gonna forgive me like i can just see him like <laughs> joking or trying to joke with him and wesley being like if you don't show up right now i'm gonna put my fist through your teeth <laughs> Oh my god, and then Angela finds out that like Oscar's involved too. Oh my god, because remember when she was pregnant and you know, she was like, he stabbed my husband. So, you know, I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's only a few things that Oscar could be involved in in that episode, and it's more than likely Wesley Evers. Well, okay. Yeah, escapes prison again. And like commandeers like an airplane and crashes it or something. Listen, you know what? I Oscar, he I love that man. No, you lie. He's my like the one character that I hope they always bring back. Oh, same. For one reason or another. I saw someone tweeted and they were like, so Oscar's coming back. Uh Pete Nolan came back in season four. So are we gonna see Rosalind Dyer come back in season four? Like are no. we getting season two? But... I refuse. No. No. I can't season three premiere was enough. Like that was too much. Um, but like but she can give us some more Chenford insight. That that's what I was gonna say. I'll take her coming back if she can give us some good Chenford stuff. And Carrie's like, nope, nope. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was very, very well done, but just like that scene, it was just so haunting. It like actually just like it's so, like it's good, and I enjoyed it so much in the season three premiere. 
but just like oh I don't want them I don't want poor Lucy going like okay Rosalind could come back yes but just can she mention Chenfer without actually having to see them <laughs> like I just don't want them to have to interact with her again like, Rosalind's just like so are those two cops dating yet like I don't know. Like, did like, they bang yet? Nolan's <laughs> dating life enough, like in the season, was it season two finale, I think. And then was talking about how, like, you know, Nolan's love life. Like, why can't she just inquire about someone else? <laughs> our our resident serial killer matchmaker. <laughs> I can like see some see someone talking to her, and she's like, "So are those two cops dating yet?" And the person's just like, "What two cops? Like, what do you mean?" And preferably, it's to Nolan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or to Smitty, because Smitty would just be, like, so confused. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. Like, going back to Wopez, um, you know, she's just like, I can't tell him. So she asks to take a rain check on the date. Um, and then Wesley, like, rolls up in his Toyota Prius and this man is just the cutest thing ever <laughs> he just like rolls up and he's like what's up there's a lot of cops around and she still will not tell him what's going on um like how does he, he know where she is because he said like it's his neighborhood but yeah then you wonder what how did angela not recognize like, like oh it's place like i might run into wesley like i don't know whatever well that and okay Went what are you doing apartment yeah and like what are you doing home like in the middle of the day <laughs> like i know that he's a pro bono lawyer and like probably doesn't like have a lot but you're also home like in the middle of the day it just seemed weird um but yeah like, it would have been so funny if that wasn't angela though in that cop <laughs> <laughs> and he just like strolls up and blocks him <laughs> Well, they were, like, walking back to the shop, but even then, like, I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't, does he have, like, the license plate that they memorized that they drive? Like, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, so, like, then she finally decides to tell him because she can't keep it quiet anymore. Um, And she tells him, like, he can't tell anyone. So then, like, she she still realizes, though, that she can't totally trust him. So, because he got on his soapbox and so she arrests him like she literally takes him out of the car takes his phone and like puts the handcuffs on him <laughs> and i don't know i was just like okay i mean is this just like well has foreshadowing here like i don't know for like domestic scenes or something so then um you know like he still claims that this is about civic civil liberties um and he just says, like, under his breath, like, this isn't going to hold up in court. And she's like, it doesn't have to, but you're incommunicado until this is resolved. Okay, so, like, them talking underneath their breath is just something so personal to me that I need more of it. Um, so then, like, later on in the episode, Angela's, like, taking the cuffs off of him after the shootout scene. Um, and she's like any chance we can kiss and make up or can I expect a lawsuit and he's like oh up until about 20 minutes ago I was drafting it in my head but then you risked everything got on that bus and saved to those people and then she's like you got a little turned on huh and like her little <laughs> grin was 
the softest, like sexiest thing ever, though. <laughs> and oh, then, God. and then he's just like, no, okay, yeah, maybe a little. Listen, I'm telling you, their <laughs> favorite foreplay is like one arguing with each other and yeah. like bantering like this. and then just like being kind of like sexy and seductive in a way i don't know yeah no like, i'm no sure, wonder like, why Alyssa... angela got knocked up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm pretty sure i think Alyssa posted that specific moment on her like instagram page just like a fan edit or something of it which cracked me up i just like, have no words for these two like no words whatsoever But debating is definitely their foreplay. And then just being, like, so stubborn and so into their jobs is their other, like, sign of foreplay. <laughs> it is. So then, um, you know, she's like, so we're good again. And Wesley's like, again, does it seem like we fight a lot? And she's like, definitely. But it's our thing, you know? Like, some couples swing dance or go to Disneyland. She says it, like, so matter-of-factly. And it is, it is their thing. And like, honestly, I would like to see more of it. Like, yeah, that's so have it lead to kid number two. Like, I don't care. <laughs> we just want like a giant, giant Wopez family. Sure. Well, first I would like to see baby number one. So true. And not just. Uh, I bet you by the time we see little Jackson. He's going to be like two years old. <laughs> Probably. Hey, I mean, that I means get the show gets two more seasons. I'm down with that. True. Like, I mean, I get the, it. End of this season, he's probably going to be like walking and talking. <laughs> I get it. Like, they don't, they can't have like little kids on set a lot, but I'm like, can we, I don't know, just get something. I know. It's probably even worse now, especially like the baby because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah but oh um i also forgot to mention okay so for 120 like we heard that they were doing the rookie exam too and the cold open was just like so cute how they were all like the rookie trio was studying for the exam like you know at like outside on a patio and um you know john was like curly fries anyone like i mean i like fries not necessarily curly fries but like sure i'll take some um and then just like at the end of the cold open when they're like arresting those guys and jackson and lucy are just like their proud selves repeating the penal code oh my god it was so cute i just and that's when i like really realized that i miss lucy chen's hair in season one <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like that's when you realize like how much you miss jackson <laughs> yeah, well, yeah you were gonna I say do. i miss the trio i'm like i miss the trio i do I miss know, jackson like- I can't believe we're never going to have another trio scene ever again. It literally hurts. I don't even, I mean, just a Lucy and Jackson scene. It like doesn't still, it still doesn't feel real to me. No. no. Like in my head, I think Jackson is like on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. He had to take a leave of absence. Like anything that happened in four one, besides getting uh, Angela back and the mm-hmm. Chen hug. Mm-hmm don't want anything else yeah i almost like i don't know i feel i hope that we kind of see percy west at some point and like we get an update on jackson or wait no because oh my god what (laughs) (laughs) what 
what am I even saying? Oh my god, I don't I feel know. Like, <laughs> I feel like by me saying <laughs> that he oh went out of leave of absence just like screwed you up. <laughs> I did. Oh my god. Just scrap all of that. Everyone just forget it. <laughs> I'm on still one. see Percy. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, we can still see Percy and then just see, like, how he's struggling. <laughs> oh my god, well, alright. Like I have tears in my eyes. So good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was a classic, like, Jennifer what the fuck moment. I try to, like, control myself. <laughs> Yeah, but like 120 is done now. I mean, you know, we just had we had that cliffhanger then. <laughs> wow, guys. Okay. Um, are we good now? Yeah. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> oh god. Oh dear. Um you gotta uh, start with 201. Yeah, so we're going on to 201. Um the cold open was like not even really it was like well I mean I know they've done this like since then but like this was like the first time they kind of picked up like right where it left off for like a finale into a premiere kind of thing which I thought was nice um it opens with Tim's en route to Shaw Memorial on the ambulance um like the rest of the units are following them like kind of trying to escort the ambulance to the hospital um, Lucy, of course, is by Tim's side as he's in the ambo. Um, there's no bleeding, so he's not, like, infected or, like, anything with the actual virus. Um, he is, however, having a severe allergic reaction to the shot that they gave him. He's going into anaphylactic shock, um, so they need to give him the epinephrine. Um, while that is happening, they, like, it cuts over to Jessica Apparently, before she shot Jimmy, he made a call to another burner. And so she's telling Gray this, and he's like, I'm not going to like where this is going. And she's like, no, because they think there's a third uh, terrorist out there. Um, and so it cuts back over. The Ambo pulls up. Uh, John alerts the like hospital workers to help him. This is where he sees a woman with I think it's a machine gun. I'm not sure. Whatever fires in like rapid succession. Um, yells out gun and everyone like everyone who can like takes cover while the officers are obviously firing back. Um, mm-hmm. When I say I like yelled over the parallel that I always enjoy of like Lucy covering Tim's body with hers in the ambo and then like Upstead's van scene from Chicago PD kills me every time. <laughs> like the only difference is like Haley was conscious and tim was not so well i mean he like i don't know well i guess because he was going into shock so yeah because like he was like thrashing around like earlier but yes um that is true i just like there's just so many parallels between those zips it killed me every time um 
and just like so like Angela, John, and Jackson are taking fire. They're like covering for each other so they can each like fire back. Um which I enjoy that they like actually like yell out like covering, covering. So like we can like kind of I don't know, just like see how it's all like done or like how they move and like maneuver uh around each other and stuff. Um I don't know if this is like one of the first times the like heartbeat like sounds are used, but they're definitely like very, very prevalent in this open. Um from John's point of view, obviously. Um and then we even see Lucy for a quick second. She like jumps into action and shoots back as well. Um, John ends up shooting the woman uh, once. He runs out of ammo though and tries to get his other like um, other either his other piece out or he's trying to reload. Um, when my absolute favorite moment of this whole entire episode happens, because bam, out comes Tim from the ammo, um, who fires another shot. Um, takes down the woman which allows John to then tackle the woman to the ground um, I just enjoy the like well now that we've coined the whole uh, Brolin term for mm-hmm. their like Tim and John moment um, just like them kind of checking in with each other and John's like you okay and Tim's like yeah you okay and he's like I should have reloaded on the move and Tim's like, I should have taken yesterday off. Like, and just like this, the camera just like perfectly like encapsulates like the differences between the two men of just like not only in just like physicality, just like, you know, because Tim's in like the t-shirt still and all this stuff, and he's like, you know, just like plain clothes and John's in full uniform still. Um their expressions too. Like, yeah, their expressions, their like demeanor, just everything. Uh, is very different but still very very uh nice and I just like enjoyed a um like action scene with almost everyone in it minus gray but almost everyone so yeah so obviously Tim is okay um but yay you guys already (laughs) saw the episode I mean that I was going to say, like, was there any doubt? But, yeah, I guess, like, season one, you know, they could take anyone, so. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, you never know what shows these days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was real clear in 401, guys. Real clear. Yeah. Minus my little brain fart, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, because season one, they, when they took Zoe. um, Trauma trauma it like turned a major corner for the show it just like went to show that yeah yeah we never know who's sticking around or who's not so yeah but anyway now we're on to more chenford (laughs) exciting um just to bring it back around to the moment that lucy throws her body on top of tim to protect him when the bullets are like flying through the ambulance I just want us all to think about the fact like the first time they were shot at together Tim was hit and like Lucy couldn't protect him but like now that she has like the chance to protect him like she does it without even thinking she just like just jumps right on top of him and like just to ensure like he doesn't get hit Nikki with all of the fucking parallels tonight like this what the hell oh my god I'm having a moment first the doors and now protecting them like 
Because Lucy was so, like, freaked out in the pilot episode, though. And just, like, because she didn't know, like, what, I mean, she knew what to do, but just, like, because Tim well, had to be, like, first day, yeah. don't worry like, about me, like, shoot they would happen. Back. Yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm just yeah. bleeding out here on the ground, but, yeah, I'm fine. I'm at my <laughs> limit. I cannot. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, about this parallel until I was sitting here watching it, and I was, like, it hit me, and I was, like, god damn it. They get me again. They get me again. Because you guys all know I'm sucker for pearls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so we have Tim doing the most iconic entrance on the planet again with the ambulance, you know, guns blazing so and all that good. fun stuff. And the next time we see Lucy and Tim, they're in roll call. And <clears throat> Tim, you know, asks, um, they're sitting together and Lucy, you know, asked him, like, how is he feeling? And is he ready? And he's just like, I'm ready to get back to it. Um, he just wants to put everything behind him now that he's like on the mend. And Lucy's like, did you get the food I sent over? And guess what? I thought of, you know, after watching again, you tend to notice the little scenes. And like Lucy brought Tim food after like something traumatizing happened. And then obviously we know eventually like Tim does the same thing for Lucy after th- she gets kidnapped. <laughs> so of course i was just like ah stop being so cute oh man God. after this episode i'm just gonna go and sit in a corner and like cry <laughs> about all these i didn't girls. realize i didn't realize that though oh my god i need a moment that um, like all- if Maddie is listening and wants to make a four minute video of all the chunford parallels too like i would not complain <laughs> Like I, mean, I, I literally gonna... sent her a DM about our Nolan things. I will literally send her one about that. I'm, too, I'm definitely to gonna make an edit. I I, I also call them gifts. I refuse to say gif. Okay, yeah. I never. <laughs> so as soon as I'm I gonna say that. I'm like, okay. Anytime someone says gif, up. any anytime anyone says gif, I think of gif peanut butter. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just hate it. Like, who? Why would you ever do that? That's like calling Chun for Tusi, and you know, no, 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 not need that. (laughs) God, is there still people who call them Tusi? No, not since I mean, not since Eric, but not since Eric like stopped. I don't think because like even the rookie account was using Tusi like at the very beginning of when the show started up but now i think since eric hasn't used it it's died down and i was gonna say i think even new fans that have started watching just call them chenford anyway Mm -hmm. because and all the um media outlets that talk about the show do too so i mean is officially gone dead yeah dead like jackson (laughs) wow (laughs) wow Nikki just, <laughs> just stays hurting us tonight. That's just how it's going. That is so rude. Oh my god. That just. <laughs> well, it's gonna hurt a lot more because Tim and Lucy this episode also hurt me, and probably hurt everybody else. Because you know, after roll call, you would have assumed that they were on good terms, but that's not the case. So <clears throat> Tim, you know. Lucy comes out after because you know they passed the exam so Gray is like you know they can all wear short sleeves now as soon as Tim sees her 
he just has to ruin her mood, has to ruin the whole day. <laughs> it's like, you know, makes her go back and change into the long sleeves, even with the freaking tie. Um, and you could tell that she's like irritated with him. And you know what? Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, the next time we see him, they arrive at that park and Tim tells Lucy, you know, to stop pouting. And Lucy, you know, obviously is like, I'm not. And he goes on to tell her, you know, if she thought it was going to get easier after the exam, like she was wrong. And then he starts to like quiz her. He doesn't even let her breathe for one second. <laughs> and so um, he tells her that his buddy made a fake IED and, you know, she has 10 minutes to find it or he's adding the duty hat to her uniform. And so Lucy's looking around. She thinks she sees it in a backpack, but then mm, a guy comes and picks it up. So she ends up zoning in on the barrel and then eventually she finds like the fake IED in there Tim being the little shit that he is purposely acts like he can't hear her (laughs) so she uses her walkie to tell him and boom the fake ID blows up in her face and he's like and you're dead (laughs) and so he's like you know are you going to forget this lesson boot and she just simply replies no and boy, does it come back to bite him in the ass because she gets him back in the most unexpected way, obviously, we know, in uh, season three. <laughs> um, and, you know, he just has to keep, like, nitpicking at her. So he's like, you know, you missed a spot. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm like, you know what? When Lucy, Lucy said you're a pain in the ass, it rang true. <laughs> so... Tim and Lucy have another conversation where Tim tells her, like, her default should be suspicion and not compassion, um, which he has a point here. Like, Lucy's heart is so big that, like, sometimes, like, you have to worry, like, is it going to possibly interfere with staying on track and be able to do her job with a clear mind? So I can see where the lines can get start to get crossed. And obviously, you know, when it comes to each other, they're crossing them they're crossing them like there's no way that lucy would like just let anything happen to tim without her just completely like losing her mind and then we've already seen that tim has lost his mind when lucy got kidnapped so um so now once they get back to the station like this is where the fireworks are really started Lucy starts to get into the nitty gritty of like what's been transpiring between them all day. You know, she asked him like, so, you know, does this mean that I lost all respect that I earned from you? And he like just simply responds like, you lost that when you lied on a report. And I was just like, ouch, ouch, Tim, like, cool it. Don't be so mean. So now like they're both like fired up. You know, Tim is mad because Lucy didn't put in the report that he told her that he'd like rather take his life than bleed out. He really puts like emphasis on like suicidal ideation being an extremely serious and reportable in that. And then Lucy's just reeling at this point and, you know, goes off with the line that Jen said that she like just can't stop thinking about where she's like, I was just trying to protect you. Like they would have put you on leave, required therapy, and you weren't even actually like suicidal. But <clears throat> Tim being so damn stubborn and only, you know, only thinking his way is the right way, like doesn't care. But, you know, when he starts to care, when Lucy, like, hits him where it hurts. So <clears throat> she um, she tells him, like, oh, like I should have reported you detailing everything you've done to protect Isabel. And, like, don't pretend like you have some code. And that hits Tim deep because 
he just stands there. He just stands there. It's like nothing, everything in him just like completely just shuts down. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, the one thing we know about Tim and Lucy is that like they know how to remain professional no matter what is going on. So, you know, as the shift goes on, they still have a job to do. And we know from Carrie talking about it earlier that Lucy catches a fake cop in the police garage and it earns her a little compliment for Tim, even though it was like also complimenting himself. <laughs> and uh, so Greg, he's pointing out like, you jumped over that after him. You really did that. And Tim's like, yeah, of course she did. I trained her. It's like so stupid how giddy I get when Tim acknowledges her skills and how far she's come. It's the way that he said it for me. Like, he just said it, like, nonchalantly, and he was like, yeah, what about it? Like, you know, I trained her. She's great at her job for that, so. Yep, he he doesn't take it away from her, so. No. Even with everything's going on, like, he still has her back. Yeah. Well, even then, then, Gray was like, sure you did. Like, okay. (laughs) You know. It's all you, Tim. Yeah. And, um the last we see of Tim and Lucy in this episode is, you know, getting them, um, is seeing them blocking the fake cops out on the bridge. And Lucy's like, shouldn't we wait for backup? And Tim's just like, we are the backup. And of course they handle the business. Okay. Lucy throws a smoke bomb. They sneak up on them, take them down. It was very hot of her. I very much approve. (laughs) I need Lucy in more action scenes did you catch it that she like looked at him with like a small smirk and he and then like when she noticed that he wasn't reciprocating she just like looked away and was like never mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god i can't with that it was really like high octane like very Mm action-packed yeah so then the next storyline that we have um, was, I mean, it's kind of been touched on already um, throughout the other storylines, but um, was the fake cop. So, I mean, we got some good Nolan and Gray stuff out of the storyline. Like they were on patrol together and then, you know, like they worked with Jessica to find the guys who stole, you know, like the 20 uniforms. And we even got some Gray and Jessica banner um, banter and like he called her as a courtesy but he was like, you know, in most cases, stolen uniforms are like used for drug reps. And then, you know, like we obviously get to see everyone kind of kill it at their jobs. And Jessica just like goes all like HBIC and FBI like, like, you know, like I got this. I can take care of it. And I mean, it's assumed that she is like the a, like a big team like working behind her too, like for the FBI side. Um, but like we never see them so it's just her um but then like gray was like commanding the team and no one was just like learning more about policing and the different sectors of the force like uh you know like he even sat with a sketch artist like who gets the description that he had like explained wrong and so then he has to like re-sketch <laughs> it and he's like i did some sketching in my like you know old job yeah, it's like a construction guy. Like, yeah, but like, he I like didn't realize that drew the face. for faces. Yeah, yeah. It was just like okay. Um. So then, yeah, I don't know. We get this comedic yet gross moment, like when Gray and Nolan roll up on the scene with the bikes being burned, and Gray's like, "I can smell that there's a body being burned too," 
And we find out it's the guy from the uniform store. And Nolan just gets this, like, queasy feeling. And Gray's, like, not on the crime scene. So, like, Nolan, like, runs away. Like, ready to vomit. Um, And you can, like, hear him in the background. And I was like, I did not need to hear that. Like, I would have rather heard anything else than that. Um, But then, like, Jessica shows up to the crime scene. And she teases Gray. And she's like, you know, still think that they stole the uniforms to rob drug dealers. And so he's like, let's not do that. I told you so. Um, and then Tim's also there because he's like a little Sergeant Bradford in training. Um, and he's just like, let's just cut to the chase. Um, I mean, yeah, like this man has been preparing for his sergeant position since season two. Um, shit, I, like I mean, just watched the episode um, when he had said in season one that he like wanted to uh take the sergeant's exam yeah or like study for it and ask her if he thought that was okay and i was like oh tim's being like just his whole journey like the rookie Mm -hmm. does so great with like well not continuity in a timeline sense but continuity in a like storyline yeah so yeah so then we see Jessica like remind everyone that they're dressed up as cops now and Tim always the realist is like yeah they could be working the scene right now and then I love how like the camera like pans over to all of the other cops on the scene um and just kind of like lingers on them so then Gray and Jessica like put their banter aside and like you know work together to implement new identity verification and protocols and then like set up an interagency task force I liked seeing them work together and I like seeing Gray like work with like special task forces and you know just like people higher up than him um just because I think it kind of gives him like a little bit more depth than like storyline um but then like outside of the crime scene we see John Jackson and Lucy like watching you know them you know kind of work the scene and you can just tell that jackson and lucy want to be in the thick of it but john's just like yeah i'm a little skeptical of it like he's mostly focusing on jessica like he's not even focusing on anything else whereas like lucy and jackson are well lucy's watching tim obviously and jackson's just like i want to be there like i was born for this um and then so like later in the episode we see gray like brief everyone in the morning on the previous night and he's just telling them like that some paranoia was caused and there were two fights and then they were shooting because two officers didn't recognize each other and i don't know why when i when i watched the scene i thought of the meme of all the spider-man like you know doing like i don't i don't watch spider-man so like you know putting like trying to like do the webs i don't know um i just thought of that and i was like I can totally see that happening and now I wish we had a scene like that. Like if, you know, there being like seven cops and they're like, wait, who's who? You know? Um, that would have been perfect. Right? Get Tim in it and he would be like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like, I don't. I don't. So then, um, like, I also loved when Lucy was walking through, like, the parking garage of the shops, um, and you know we had mentioned that cop comes in and he's like walking behind her like closely and i don't know watching this like with 2021 pandemic eyes i was like he is too close like you need to back up dude um 
so then like he's acting like all shady and she just remembers like what tim had said and she's like cop eyes like have to watch him with those um and she looked so innocent but like obviously knew that something was up so he's like looking in the shop and like in a shop and he says he's looking for his wallet but obviously she doesn't totally believe him so so he goes into another shop and she's on high even higher alert like asking him if he found it and she sees that in his hand he's got a radio and some other things so she walks up to him he starts to run and then like jumps over the wall she gets to the wall and i don't know for me i could like kind of tell that she was like hesitating for a minute and then she was like screw it like i'm gonna jump um and then you know like lands in the trash or in the dumpster um and you know like he gets away in the car with no license plate so yeah we talked about it or nikki talked about it earlier when you know gray and tim were there and you know tim was like of course she did i trained her um and lucy remembers that he wasn't wearing gloves when he touched car 26 to take the radio so they end up using that to find his identity and all that so um then just scene reminded me of like melissa's behind the scenes that she posted about her like adr and like how she like went like yippee as she like jumped oh, yeah. and that was like the take they didn't <laughs> use obviously but. yeah oh the little can you imagine like they that. did use it <laughs> that, that would be, be so on brand, brand. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> that would be on brand um yeah so then when... go to her grave imagine like tim <laughs> found out <laughs> he would never let her live it down well, he said, what? Right? So, like, how would he not know? You know what I mean? Like, people would have known. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> then John and Jessica are, like, out chasing the lead. Well, and the way that, like, Jessica got him to be partnered with her was, like, Please. I need to talk to him. And I was just like, do you, though? Like, I don't know. And John's just like, okay, I'm coming. Like, he just, like, gets up and he's just like, I'm coming honey like i don't know it was just weird it was it was really if there's weird. anything is good about nolan is that he's he uh backed down to women like he lets women <laughs> lead the charge and he yeah. does he doesn't put up a fight ring. he does not put up a fight the man is like the most i don't know compliant guy when it comes to like women i don't know that sounds really <laughs> weird but <laughs> I'm apparently on one tonight, so it's fine. Um, yeah, so then... <laughs> I was thinking about something very inappropriate. <laughs> With, like, subbing and him being obviously the submissive. <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, Nolan like... fans, this one's for you. <laughs> I mean, kind of, because, like, in what in 120, he was like, God, you were in trouble. Like, that can kind of, you know, hint that, okay, like, he well, is. See, now I don't feel like bad that. for, like, going, like, my mind went to the gutter when Tim was like, I don't do easy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys had put that. that in the outline, and I was like, I see I it, but my mind's not, like, totally thinking like that. Sure, we hope to see it on screen one day when Chenford gets together. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
the rookie proved that they can do intense scenes. I need them to do not just intense like work scenes and shootouts, but like intense personal scenes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I would like one for Chenford and Wesley and Angela. <laughs> oh my god, the Wesley and Angela one would be hot though. I they definitely have like handcuffs. Mm-hmm. They'd be using it all. Yeah. I just know it. <laughs> Angela is definitely the one that like wants to use them and Wesley's like I mean okay like if it'll make you happy <laughs> you could do whatever you want to me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's probably okay their scene in 120 at the end was probably what like led to that I'm I'm <laughs> oh my god oh my god like, chaos <laughs> he's like you you arrested me and put me in the back of the shop. Yeah, it unlocked a new kink for me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, yeah. So then, wait, we're we're talking about Jessica and John right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't. He got know. way off track. <laughs> so then. Yeah, great calls about the radio being stolen. Um, and I don't know. I just like loved how Jessica jumped in, and because she, she kind of knew that like John wouldn't exactly know what to do. I mean, he ran the plates on the cars, but like, and on the street, like you know, found Tim and Lucy's missing woman. But like, she knew that he wasn't gonna be able to like totally, like, he would have figured it out. But she was like, let me just get there quicker. So then, um. <laughs> She's like, I don't have time for this. She really didn't. She was like, screw it. I can do it and, you know, get the job done. So, like, she grabbed the surveillance equipment from his war bag and was like, we can look and to listen into the home. Um, And so Jessica, like, goes in first through this, like, gate um, and just, like, takes charge of the situation. And I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of her, but, like, I did like how she handled the situation um just because like she proved that you know she was like capable of you know yeah like being a badass, her, so. like credibility and like resources intelligently in yeah this episode yeah so then um we find out more information about these cops like while you know they're watching the hostage situation go down um and they're trying to get evidence from a homicide case off of a truck that like is gonna go destroy evidence so um yeah that's interesting they were like planning an ambush um so then i don't know i did like how we saw john and jessica like try to keep an eye on this hostage situation um as we saw the ambush start to play out as well like editing magic right there um and you know i liked how we saw john use his contractor knowledge to like point out that there was a crawl space under the house like because of the raised foundation um so he could like come up through the heating vents and then but like so he wanted to go rogue on this and jessica was like uh that's too dangerous like you can't do that um and then you know he ends up doing it anyway i liked how she was like trying to keep him like trying to rein him in for a minute because he did want to like prove himself that like he could do this and like do it the right way um 
and it, it does work like you know he ends up throwing the co- fake cop through the window and like ultimately saves the hostage but i think it was good to see jessica like rein him in a little bit and kind of say like no you can't do this um and she didn't even try and like pull rank on him like you know i'm a higher up than you like no i i'm telling you you can't do this like she just you know had told him it's dangerous so um but then like but like the part when nolan like just appears out of like seemingly nowhere yeah and just like his expression i'm sure was supposed to look intimidating but it was kind of close enough to the default expression that (laughs) he usually has that it just made me laugh yeah even though i wasn't supposed to be laughing i just laughed because the guy just turns around and it's just like shock covered in dirt (laughs) same yeah i kind of laughed too i was like i it's not supposed to be funny but like he's just standing like right there i was like okay um yeah so then like going back to the ambush i love that we saw tim and lucy first and he was like reminding her that like you know the fake cops know they don't know that they know um and then like you know he had reinforced her like to use her cop eyes um and so then like when they meet up with the fake cops tim just goes in sergeant mode with that firm voice and that stance um and you know like telling them that the radios are down and we see our best girl lucy like say tim and you know he's just like yeah i know i see it to the guy in the backseat of the shop the way that lucy just says tim like it just does something to me and i don't know it's just very personal <laughs> and, yeah because just the way they like um like just by saying their names like it just conveys so much communication and emotion mm-hmm. just yeah i agree it just gets me well then like she probably didn't even have to say his name in that moment like he obviously would have seen it but she just wanted to like make sure that he did see it and ugh, it's just so good so good so then um you know i i also love like when they go back to the shop and tim's like one last thing before we go real cops wear their vests under their shirt and this sh- and then the shootout happens um and it reminds me of emily's like question to eric on cameo because she was like i literally put that in my notes for this i was literally like that i wanted to be like and all the all the all the actors actually wear their vests but Uh like eric's the the one that does yep he wears it under his uniform under his shirt Mm -hmm. yeah so um and then like anchelon jackson show up i just love one bestie like one team of besties um and then you know like we had mentioned before lucy proves that she's a badass and sneaks up behind the guy and it's just like get down on the ground you know oh i love it but that is it for the fake cops like there was a lot that went on in that storyline and then it like interweaved (laughs) with everyone else so it was just kind of like wait where are we now but well to circle back to our resident couple wesley literally the only canon couple like that john um yeah john's relationships just don't count to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah after i said that i was like wait we do have john and bailey but like 
I don't know. They don't matter. They don't matter. Lopez is not, top tier. Not yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Wesley, the first time we see Wesley, he's waking up in Angela's bed, and the room looks like an absolute tornado went through it. There's clothes everywhere. And, you know, the way he ends up actually waking up is because Angela throws a shirt and, like, smacks him right in the face. <laughs> like, that's one way to be woken up. Oh my god. I'm assuming also, that was just like a one take scene because that would have been so good for Shauna to get hit in the face of the shirt like ten times over. Also <laughs> Wesley sleeping shirtless. Like I know. That's right. Okay. Continue. Yeah, that I was like the first talk time about that. we saw him like that. Yeah. Was, like I'm here for it. Yeah, that's because they were getting up to their kinky stuff. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the night before. No. <laughs> No, so, because Angela and, said she had to work, so I don't know. Maybe oh after yeah, work. I, I forgot about she, that. like, woke him up. Like, morning glory. <laughs> no, after work, and she had her grilled cheese, she, like, woke him up. You know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are killing me. So, Angela, you know, and Wesley always being the cutest and giving us those little moments of bliss. He, you know, he comes up behind her, you know, as she's still looking for her shirt and gives her like a kiss. And of course, uh, my heart was just melting because I just, I just love them. And then we get the confirmation that Wesley has officially moved in, which I had missed this the first time around, which I don't know how I did, but I did. And um, after he, like, surprised to see how messy it's gotten and Angela <laughs> breaks the news to him that like she used to clean for two hours before he came over and now he can see the real her and Wesley of course is like I wouldn't want it any other way but then he sees the eaten like happy and grilled cheese in the show <laughs> and of course he might have doubted just doubted all his life choices in that very second but we forgive you Wesley we really do and Angela, of course, takes the grilled cheese and eats it like it's no big deal. She has zero shame, and I love every second of it. And uh, then we see them in the uh, at the station, and of course, they're publicly flirting again because they like they just can't control themselves. <laughs> and so Wesley's like, "Have I ever told you how sexy you look in that uniform?" And I'm like, "Damn, Wesley, laying it on thick, but you're not wrong." You're not wrong, okay? Nothing can make Angela look bad. And um, but then he ruins the moment. He like ends up picking up fuzzball or like a crumb or something off of you know Angela's uniform, and she immediately has like a change in mood. She becomes like a little irritated, and you know, because she's like, Why couldn't you have just left it there? Why'd you have to point it out and like ruin the moment? And then you know, Jackson asks um asks her, like, are you okay? And he's like, I she's she just thought living together would be, you know, more fun than it is and obviously I think it's like an adjustment period that she wasn't like quite ready for but with anything you know Angela once she gets the hang of it and you know gets on the right track like there's no stopping her and of course so Angela arrives home later that day and Wesley is at the living room like in the living room and he's like so type a he's so type a it's freaking hilarious And he wants to have a conversation about the living situation, but he wants to do it in a controlled environment. So he has a timer. (laughs) Does it stay controlled? Not a chance because Angela and Wesley are like, like hitting their first bump in the road. 
which is like I feel like everybody every couple needs to do that but it just hurts extra when it's done because they're always so happy I mean until this season but (laughs) um so Angela automatically assumes like they're gearing up the fight and obviously that's where it leads um and then you know we further we find out more like information about like Wesley living there and he's only been there for a week and like it's been a disaster the entire time and you know Angela tries to tell him like you know I work all day and like when I want to come home like I just want to relax and I don't want to be like having to clean up and and pretend to be somebody I'm not and and, you know that we can't all be anal retentive like he is and then she points it out that he folds his underwear into triangles and I freaking died laughing because she's like it's weird and he's like it's not weird yeah I mean this like literally though like goes to show like debate is literally like how they're like, a foundation in their relationship is like arguing I mean like, I Wesley... feel like the timer oh go ahead no I was gonna say like the timer thing was just like so perfectly them even though like they were fighting but <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say if Wesley gets disbarred, I mean he'll be a good like Mr. Mom, like stay at home dad. Because I de- <laughs> I feel like he definitely like I don't know, he keeps the house clean like just because he can't stand that when he's messy. Like he's that type A. Um and what and Angela just like gives him crap for it. Yeah, which I would probably do the same thing. <laughs> Same. so i mean i think we can all agree like miscommunication has to be like one of the worst tropes but it's like part of every like blossoming relationship and angela like kind of misconstrues what wesley is like trying to say and just abruptly ends the conversation you know her last words to him are like sleep on the couch and of course wesley just retorts with like i would if i could find it and i shouldn't have laughed as hard as i did at him saying that but i did like he it's probably delivered like he probably shouldn't be poking the bear (laughs) he's gonna be staying on that couch for a long time um so as time goes on wesley comes home and then he finds like Angela crying and cleaning. So she's sitting there like mascara all running like underneath her eyes with like the bleach bottle, <laughs> like just spraying and scrubbing. And you know what, girl? I feel that. I feel that. One, nobody wants to clean. And two, no. I also hate watching you fight with Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Same. When she um, cries, I cry, honestly. I know. Ugh, she just does it so well. I'm still just, like, not over the leopard, uh, like, jacket that she had on, though. That was, like, all I was focusing on in that scene. And her hair. was like Yeah, gold. she looked so pretty, even though she was crying. Yeah. I wish I looked that good when I was crying. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Diaz yeah. can do no wrong. But, and I also love that I didn't realize that they had been, like, putting her in leopard since, like, that early. Or, like, the animal print. Mm-hmm. But... I love that, and I think they should continue it because it's very much her. Yes, she's a, like a lioness. <laughs> and um, so then, yeah. So when he comes in, he like Wesley sits on the floor with her and like spells it clear, like it out clear as day. You know, if they don't talk to each other, like this is just never going to work. 
And that's when Angela finally like cracks and like opens up to him. So she's like, tells him like, I've never lived with anyone before and I've never been in love like this. And she's scared that she's going to screw it up. So Wesley being sweet and supportive just goes, you won't because I won't let you. And they kiss and everything feels right in the world again. Like there's just no way anyone like thought they weren't going to make it. Like, I mean, I always knew, but you know, you know, you never know, but they just, they can't, they can't ruin them. They can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last little part that we have, um, there are just a little bit more like Nolan and Gray things and then um a few little other things with the John and Jessica as well. Um I forgot that the beginning of season two was when John was building his house. Don't know how I forgot that, but I did. <laughs> um, Cause like, I mean, I appreciated that they put like the two weeks later or whatever after the um, cold open, and then like they like had the camera shot of like Nolan knocking down the wall, so it knocked off the title card. That was clever. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're in a new house. Um, John's like literally just like demoing the hell out of it and like jessica's there with him and they're having this like date night and she's like she's been at crime scenes more romantic than this like what is it with john and having these weird dates because he's had like not a normal date with bailey at all in season four so like maybe it is just a thing it's a thing for him he can't have a normal date he really can't um no, because I think even in, in when he's with Grace, like every time they try to date, like something goes wrong. Like mm-hmm. his brother shows up and then mm-hmm. the time at uh, Nyla's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just all kind of a little bit awkward. Um, the comedic part in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Um, I'm glad that they mentioned Talia again because like missing her um john says it's like not the same without her um then he also asked jessica if it like bothered her at all to shoot um jimmy in the season one finale and she was like wait you've been waiting like two weeks to ask me this um and she's like of course it did but she also said that like things affect affect you way less the longer you're on the job um and so they kind of leave it at that um for right now um I don't know why but like seeing um gray like write the scores up on the board I just I don't know if it's just I enjoy just seeing things like being written out um it was just fun and he like uses like chalk I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was like a chalk board because like usually uses like a whiteboard um and so he like had them guess their scores and like none of the guesses were right either which I kind of I don't know about you guys like did you think the scores like actually fit like with each character because like I still just like am kind of blown away by the fact that they didn't actually have Jackson be like the high score I feel like it was a little sorry Nolan's kind of fit for me like I expected him to be one of the higher scores. Just because he's the main character. I was like, they're not going to have him fail. but True. Or not fail, but like get the lower grade. 
room. I was thinking it fit for Jackson because of like his struggle since he like started like his rookie journey. So I just felt like, yeah, it made sense when they made him have the 81. I still believe that Lucy should have gotten the 97. Like, I think the 91 would have fit Nolan, but like Jen said, he's the main character, so they got to give him special treatment. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that with Jackson, though, because, yeah, because he, like, he was kind of struggling, like, from the get a little bit, and, like, he, like, kept getting past it and then, like, would take a little bit of a step back and then get past it again. So I guess that fits, yeah. I just, like... Because, like, I know you guys had talked about the, like, you know, moment for Chenford when Tim was, like, of course she did. I trained her. But, like, as I was watching the scene when, like, um, Angela handed Jackson the uh, pink jersey that Tim made for Lucy, I was, like, so he's over here thinking, like, she really got the lowest score. Like, why is he doing that? Like, okay, I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, what is happening here? I was like, sir, she is very smart. Do not doubt her. But then, like, he, like, flipped the switch. Yeah, exactly. Well, because even when he was talking to Angela in 120, he was like, none of my boots have ever scored that low. Mm -hmm. I was like, so are you just not believing that, like, she could have gotten a higher score? Like, you're just automatically assuming that she got that lower score. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not really a good look like looking at it now yeah maybe it's just because he like is constantly being surprised by her so he didn't like want to get his hopes up though because like I mean let's face it Tim not had a good track record with the rest of his rookies so maybe he just really isn't used to it yeah like he's just not used to like I don't know if it's so much about Lucy but yeah it's still something that kind of like bugged me a little because Angela just like handed the jersey the jersey off to Jackson and was like Tim had this made for Lucy but since you know essentially like since that didn't work so you have to wear it like really um I did I thought that it kind of fit for Jackson to get that score because like re-watching these episodes like the previous day you know or the previous episode like Angela had him doing his plain clothes day again like he was driving um he was asking the question of like why did you become a cop like that would be enough for me someone who has test anxiety to like completely get psyched out and like like totally forget what I was studying like so it kind of fit I guess like re-watching it I was like okay that makes sense like he was so in his head and like focused on what he was doing the day before that you know like he probably I mean well and we even saw it like later in the episode too like he was telling Lucy you know he just thought that he had it in the bag because there was also that time jump too so you know just didn't like study as hard or something I don't know yeah I don't know it was just something that I just like was thinking about because I hadn't watched this episode in a long while um yeah and so oh my god the scene in the shop they're like their first scene nolan and gray in the shop too funny because like it brought me back to i think it was 110 i think with the like do i look like a game show host to you like that one cracked yeah. me up and like this one cracked me up too because john is just like can i ask you a personal question and gray i mean like he gives him a warning he's like if you think it's wise and 
but John just keeps going. He's like, do things bother you less now? And he's like, no, you're just as annoying as before. And then he keeps, like, John just keeps going. Like, he's not deterred by um, all the roasting that he gets. Yeah, like, he's not deterred by anyone, like, disliking him, which, I mean, the man's got some confidence. Um, that's for sure, because he just keeps going um, and asks if, like, feeling everything gets easier to, like, handle. Um, and I enjoyed this scene because of like Gray's mention of like the analogy about how like your body protects itself like no one's been demoing his house so his hands up calluses um in that same way like so does your mind um protect you from things so it's um a theme that I appreciated that they included in this episode because like I don't really feel like the mental I mean I know Lucy's a big um like you know mental health advocate and like I know it's mentioned on the show but just like the feelings part like emotions about being a cop um were interesting for them to include in here and poor Nolan got food spilled on his shirt though when like they went to the uh, restaurant that Mark Cuban was at because he guest starred in this episode and that's why they had to go to the uniform shop in the first place so if Nolan hadn't have gotten food spilled on him then the whole fake cops storyline probably wouldn't have been a thing but well they also had to pick up uniform like a uniform for gray because he put in for like a second oh that's true he did yeah for uh dress blues and then no one just needed a shirt or whatever true and i love how gray just like at the very last second like mentioned to nolan like you're supposed to carry an extra uniform shirt in your war bag just one extra like little chance to uh like remind nolan of something that he should have done and no one's just like, yeah, but I just got assigned a short sleeve, so I don't have a backup. I'm like, keep just sticking out for yourself here. I mean, you probably should have, like, ordered two to begin with, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, Jennifer, I know you had mentioned the, like, Jessica and um, John scene that she, like, pulled him out of roll call, essentially. I just, like... Um, it was just so weird because like she literally just like went right into it and she was just like so why didn't you call me back and he was like well because I went to sleep or whatever and she's like what about in the morning I'm like oh my god (laughs) like what in the world like that was some like lifetime movie shit I was just like lady like you need to calm down a little bit like I don't know like he's Uh, busy yeah like he has stuff to do um and just like I mean things were already kind of awkward though because like they had like earlier in the episode like zoomed in on uh John's face when he watched Jessica on the phone and like um she was laughing and that was kind of a big um like part of the reason why he didn't actually like he hesitated and didn't call her back um the night before but still though just like for her to just like openly just be like so why didn't you like I don't know um which is why I kind of I liked the scene that they had next though when like they discussed how John kind of feels more like a rookie than ever when it comes to feeling all the feelings um whereas Jessica's able to sort of tune it out um because then it like shows how different they are um but then there's like a willingness of them to try to understand each other sort of um 
which was nice. And it was also nice to hear Jessica being like a concerned girlfriend for John. Um, because like, I don't know, it just like, it was a nice tie-in because like we saw Jessica being able to like separate all her feelings out. But then like when it came to John, she's like, okay, no, I'm actually like gonna be concerned and like vocalize this concern. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I liked those scenes. Um, one scene that I could have like, well, I shouldn't say the whole end of scene for them because I I liked how he kind of gave a recap of his six months on the job and like said that he can't go numb. It's not who he is. It's not who he wants to be. But I could have lived without the like Jessica being like, oh, I just fell in love with you a little and then like them not running off to have sex. I'd be fine without that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, though. I did enjoy the, like, comedic moment, though, of, like, I think it was the door uh, uh-huh. knob or, like, something, like, breaking off and John's just, like, trying to fix it and he's like, oh, forget it, like. Yeah, he kept, like, trying to close the door and it <laughs> kept popping back open. Yeah. I just love how, like, John, like, looked back at his house and he was like, this can wait. Skirt, like, you know, it was like the Bugs Bunny, like, let me just, like, <laughs> like, get ready to yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like zoomed out of his house. He's like, "Fuck that." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, I know their relationship eventually ends. I was glad that he got to at least have some kind of soundboard to like talk through all these like you know, six month marker kind of um, issues that were on his mind though. So yeah, that was good. I mean. I don't know. I think his relationship with Jessica just kind of like made him like open his eyes a little bit more to like being a cop. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't my fave. (laughs) Um, Nikki, do you have any more thoughts that you want to share? Any more parallels that you would like to hurt us with? (laughs) Um, I can't think of any right this second. <laughs> um, nothing. I just, I just never get tired of rewatching the show. I really, <laughs> yeah. And every single time you find something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You pick up on something new, no matter how many times you've watched it, and it's like, wait, why did I not pick up on that before? But. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a chaotic episode that we just did, but <laughs> it was fun. Um, I mean, if you guys want, you can find us on Twitter. Like, if you haven't followed us already, like, go ahead. Um, we're gonna share some more chaotic stuff, for sure. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore, or email us uh, all of your thoughts at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstarkate04. I'm at Gary Hyman. And I'm at howsteadfast with an I. Um, and yeah, ju- like we'll be back in 2022 covering 410 and the chaos that's going to happen. And we might have, I wonder if we've manifested Oscar Hutchinson like hurting Wesley Evers. I'm manifesting him driving the or crashing the plane rather in the middle of the road. 
either way, I feel like Oscar is a really big part in this episode. We're going to be in for a ride, but no matter what. Anytime he's on the scene, guaranteed. And it's starting off with the bang on January 3rd. Like, you know, we're just starting 2022 with with all of the chaos that the rookie will provide. So it's almost here. Almost. Mm -hmm. It'll fly by. Like, we've already made it through one weekend without the rookie. We'll be good. But yeah, we'll talk to everyone in the new year. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Go get him, boo.